everything I try to do, I want there to be really great thought put into each dish. And I don't want it, I want it to be very far from traditional barbecue. I mean, especially in this oversaturated Austin market. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. Another episode. I'm Brian. I'm Andrew. And today we're here in the sunny town of Austin under crazy COVID world with Cade Mercer. And Cade has just opened a CM Smokehouse here in the South Austin area. And uh, guys, we're doing an interview. Uh, this has been been a while since we've done one of these, so let's see if we remember. Yeah, I was gonna say if, if, if we screw up even more than normal, you know, just just chill out, people. <laughs> just chill out. But uh, those listening may or may not be familiar with Cade. Hopefully, you are. Uh, Cade, most recently, prior to starting his own venture, was at a Guest Family Barbecue in Waco, um, but has a, a very strong culinary and barbecue background, which we'll get into. But let's uh, let's take it back to the early days. Uh, are you native Texan? Where did you grow up? And what, um, I am native Texan, so I grew yay. up. I grew up in between Seguin and New Braunfels, um, which is in between Austin and San Antonio. It's two small towns. Um, Spent my whole childhood there, uh, graduated from high school, moved to Galveston to go to Texas A&M Galveston uh, for two years. That didn't really work out. Um, so, what, what were you studying there? Uh, maritime administration. That's, that's what I was curious. Yeah, yeah. That's, that they have the big. Uh, yeah, I was studying maritime there. administration uh, because it was like their form of a business degree. So I was like on the business side of the port industry is what I would have been doing had I kept doing that. But I had been cooking since I was 15, like all through high school I had a cooking job and like that's what I wanted to do. But my parents wanted me to go to college. And so I did and it didn't work out because I didn't want to do it. Um, and then whenever, so I got a job at Rudy's whenever I was 22 or 21, 21. And then, uh, so Rudy's is how I got my, like, barbecue start. That was the first barbecue restaurant I worked at. Okay, so we're going to have to ask. I'm just going to jump in. Going to stop you. Okay. All right. How did they teach you to slice the brisket? Oh, terribly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've I've seen, seen the videos yeah. where they just kind of pivot it around the table and just keep shaving slices off. It's not It's No, not, not sliced, necessarily. You know? I mean, so how you'd cut it there is you'd separate the flat from the, you, you had to separate the flat and the, point and then trim off all the fat because they didn't trim before cook but i mean whenever they opened in 97 that was that was how you did it yeah. like yeah, yeah they was. just haven't changed there's nothing wrong with rudy's they're consistently good like it's okay stuff yeah. and you, oh, you walk into one and know, really know exactly what you're getting right no yeah. we, we've long been we've long said that as far as chain barbecue <laughs> goes Rudy's oh, is they're not the best. Bad. You know, they're the yeah, best they, of the they chain. Are, yeah, yeah, they are by far the best of the chains, and it really does depend on which Rudy's you go to. There are some Rudy's that turn out some pretty solid barbecue. Yeah. Some maybe not so much sometimes, yeah. but but Rudy's kind of gets a bad rap just because of the stigma of being chain barbecue. I, I've but, made the pilgrimage to the original one a couple of times. Yeah, I, probably three times. Yeah, um, but it it is it's just some of the videos I've seen, and sometimes I've gone in there and the slices are just really wonky. Yeah, like it, it's. Yeah, um, the, I mean the way that they slice brisket is very interesting compared to how everybody else does it now 
And they, they charge more for moist brisket than they do for lean. They do, yes. Um, and that was that was extremely unusual a few years ago. Now I, mm-hmm. I've seen there's a few places that there do are a few, it. You know, yeah, there are a few places that do it. but, but not Usually to go, it's the other way around. Right, right. Yeah. All right, but yeah. let's talk about it. Yeah, not to yeah. go too far down the Rudy's rabbit hole. So yeah. grow, growing up in between Seguin and New Braunfels, what, was, mm-hmm. what were your barbecue experiences growing up just eating barbecue? So, I mean, my family had a ranch my whole entire life. So we raised cattle and stuff like that. We would always, we'd kill a cow or two a year to have meat along with all the venison and other stuff. Um, and then, so I mean, my barbecue experience was a little oklahoma joe that my dad had that he would cook briskets on mesquite because we had all the mesquite you could ever want on our place like so much mesquite and i mean where i'm from down there that's what most people barbecue with is mesquite that's why switching over to oak was a little weird i still buy a half quart of mesquite sometimes i really like cold smoking sausage with mesquite more than oak because i like the flavor it gives it so i do that sometimes but I mean, you can do really great things with mesquite. There oh, are some that, that, that do some wonderful mesquite barbecue. Mm-hmm. Opie's. It's just, one it's of them. very easy to overdo the mesquite right. flavor. Right, right. especially if you get some really green mesquite, yeah. you can you can really get some pungent flavor yeah. in there. But and that's why anytime I use mesquite, I never use full mesquite. I'll do like half oak, half mesquite or something like that. That way there's still the mellowness in there, and then you still get that sweetness from the mesquite. It's funny that you said sausage, because I, 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 um, I'll get lump mesquite charcoal sometimes when I do the sausage. Yeah. I love it for the sausage. So after Galveston didn't work out for you, you you got your job at Rudy's, and that was your first intro to barbecue. So then at that point, whenever I was at Rudy's, I'd been there for a while, and I was deciding if I wanted to just keep working at Rudy's or if I wanted to progress in the cooking. So I left Rudy's and moved to Austin and enrolled in Augusta Scafier School of Culinary Arts. So I went to culinary school and worked. I was going to leave barbecue behind. I didn't want to do barbecue anymore. I wanted to go into fine dining. That's what you do when you go to culinary yeah. school. Everything becomes fine dining. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I was in, I worked in some fine dining restaurants through culinary school. And then as soon as I finished culinary school, I moved back to New Braunfels for a little while because I wanted to try to cook there if I could. I spent about two months there working in restaurants that I... uh, I worked at like four different restaurants in that two months because I couldn't... I just couldn't do it. The quality of the food was so not there for the places I worked at there. And I was working at a little Italian restaurant in New Braunfels and I got a cold call from Reed guess and he was the chef of Lambert's at the time and I had applied there a year before that when Reed was just the sous chef not the chef and the chef didn't hire me but Reed had saved my number and he became the chef and then called me because he needed somebody with barbecue experience for Lambert's so that I could just jump right in cutting and I mean it was history from there with me and Reed. It's kind of interesting that that intersection of, of, of fine dining, sit-down restaurant and barbecue, which Lambert's yeah. really was one of the first of in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you having that background kind of did get your, your foot in the door there, which which led to the progression of, you know, so did you go directly from Lambert's to, to Guest Family when, when Reed opened in Waco? Or? No, so I actually, whenever Reed left Guest, I stayed, or left Lambert's, I stayed there for about three more months and it just it wasn't the same without him the old chef that was the chef who Reed was his sous chef became the chef again at Lambert's 
and me and him did not get along. So uh, I left there, and, and, and I. For those that don't don't remember, I mean Lambert's did barbecue as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Lambert's was, was on the top fifty until yeah. the twenty seventeen yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lambert's kind of, because there's so much barbecue out there now, I think Lambert's kind of gets forgotten, or at least their, their place in the in the right. history of the progression of modern barbecue. But yeah. yeah, Lambert's, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you see now, these these well-plated dishes and these things like that, the, the real chef aspect that has come into Central Texas barbecue, Lambert's really was at the forefront of a lot of that. So you, Absolutely. you got to see that, you know, firsthand as it was really becoming... Yeah. I mean, it, was a, it was a pioneer effort at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were smoker braising stuff to make, like, nice composed dishes and stuff like that. Like, the stuff we were doing then was awesome. It was pretty progressive in the barbecue game, I feel like, at that time. I mean, absolutely, yeah. So so going up to Waco, uh, you were you were there in the truck days, too, before well, the brick and mortar? Well, so or? there's a restaurant in between oh, Lambert's okay. and Guess. Um, so I actually went and I got a job as the opening chef of Eastside Tavern. Oh, okay. Which, so, one of the owners of the place we're sitting at right now is one of the owners of Eastside Tavern also. So, that's how I got the inn here as well. Gotcha. But, so, I opened, I built the menu for Eastside Tavern, uh, opened that place, stayed there for, like, a year and a half I was at Eastside Tavern. And then, uh, January 1st. What were you cooking there? It was, it was, like, bar food and barbecue put together, like... I did the brisket cheddar tater tots, like made tater tots with brisket and cheddar mixed into the mixture. That's perfect bar food. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely perfect bar and, food. Yeah. And barbecue also. They've gone a little bit less barbecue focused and a little bit more bar food focused now. But so I left there January 1st of 2018 and I started at guest January like 3rd of 2018. And I was there until November 15th of 2020. Yeah, so, so almost you, three years. So you, you got to see the whole progression of that business as well. Oh, yeah. front, you know, seeing them go from the transition of truck to brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And, Twice know, with Coco and Guest. Right, yeah, yeah, right with Coco Ramen and with with Guest Family Barbecue. And, and if you guys have not checked out Guest Family Barbecue, obviously it's great. The brick and mortar is fantastic. The menu that that I know you were a big hand in developing there as well is is diverse. And there's a whole there's a lot of fun on that menu and a lot of things that. The pulled pork pancakes are yours, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. We, we whenever still whenever me yeah. and Reed first added that to the menu, he wanted to do like a pancake and pulled pork stack. And I was like, why? Just put them in the pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> you griddled that pork. Yeah. I, I made my own just to copy it because it was so good. But I've been there several times. Yeah. And and it's not just the pancakes. So there's, there's a butter and a syrup. So yeah. just real quick, butter and syrup, what is it? Tell them. Oh yeah, the yeah. the bourbon whipped butter. Yes. And then uh, the syrup is just real maple syrup. I mean, like, that's, that's you, you just can't skimp so on syrup. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's... something you can't skimp on. And syrup, real maple syrup, is expensive. Yeah. yeah. And that that's I mean, but that's a good example of, you know, not just bringing, you know, the the fine dining background into it, but it's it's going for the right ingredients. Right. It's doing the extra steps. Right. And that's something that we're going to get into here at CM Smokehouse is, is the thought that goes into what's, what's going on to the menu. And, and, Absolutely. and you can tell if you, if you eat enough at these places, you can tell the places where they're just kind of throwing some stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And you can tell the places that are, or they, they Googled something and then they tried to copy uh, right, it. Right. Yeah. The first thing that came up on the Google search for that dish is what went on the menu. And then you can tell the ones that really went into the, the development process of, okay, this, this really, you know, building flavor and building layers of flavor and, and, 
and making sure that it's it's an actual dish on a menu and not just a, a buzzword that goes on a menu. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think Guest has done that really well. And from from what I've seen here, you're doing that again at CM Smokehouse. So so as you're, you know, you're working at Guest. Obviously, you had a, a, a very a good job working for a, a a very nice restaurant. But the dream was to to have your own place someday. So, absolutely. Yeah. So how how did that evolve from you know from working at Guest to to building into what we have here right now? So, I mean, whenever I left Guess, I didn't have a solid plan on what exactly I was going to do. I knew that I wanted to open a food truck somewhere, and I knew that I wanted it to be not traditional barbecue. Like, I didn't really want to sell barbecue by the pound. I really love barbecue, and I really love bar food, and I think that there's a lot of ways to incorporate barbecue and barbecue flavors into bar food very thoughtfully rather than just using random gimmicks and i think but i think there are some gimmicks that if done right taste really really good and that's why they're gimmicks so i mean some things like i mean barbecue loaded fries stuff like that like that's, that's something gimmick. That's, that's good food there's like yeah. you know <laughs> there's especially the later it gets in the night yes it, it does taste better there's yeah. something magic yeah. about it you know as you get towards the end of the night um, what what made you choose Austin of all the places where barbecue is? Well, I love Austin. I lived here for Austin's where I started my professional cooking career. Austin is where most of my friends are. It's close to home still. And I mean, I've I love this town from before I moved here. And whenever I was moving back, I stayed with my parents for like a month and I was debating because I was debating between opening it in Austin or New Braunfels because New Braunfels needs good barbecue and doesn't have any. But I felt like if I would have opened in New Braunfels that I would have needed to serve traditional barbecue because that would be fitting the niche that was needed in that town. And I didn't necessarily want to do that. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that um, because that, that's something that Brian and I talk about a lot off air is is knowing your market and knowing what you can and can't do in your market and yeah. how important that is in the success of a restaurant or, or a truck or whatever business you're starting. And, and, and it seems like you did recognize that from the jump that what you're doing here, you probably couldn't have done, or at least not on the level that you're doing it here in New Braunfels. And Absolutely. It, it wouldn't have had the success that, that you will hopefully be having here in Austin. And it's it sounds like a very simple thing to do, but there we've seen it so many times where people try to fit that square peg into the round hole, and and more often and, and than they not, don't have the the patience or time to build that, you know, and, and transition over time. Right. They they start off maybe with the great ideas, and they say we'll stay traditional and we'll slowly transform the menu, and then two months later, you know, it's it's a completely different menu, and and they've alienated the customer base. So, Austin yeah. obviously is is much more able to pick up on those things. Um, try new things. They're right. much more, well, and more where you are right now is, is a wonderful location for the concept that you have for your menu. So let Absolutely. us know a little bit about this area, this spot, and ha how this came to be and, and what it is for everybody that may not be familiar yet. So, I mean, Bolden Acres is a bar that is completely outdoors, so it's perfect for covid it's very safe. It's got pickleball courts. It's got a playground for kids. It's got a ton of TVs for watching any games. There's, I, don't, I think you can see a TV from basically any seat here. Yeah. So, um, and, and lots, and again, pickleball, folks. So yeah, there's any, pickleball any you, courts. Any of you freaks that like pickleball, 
Come yeah, on we, down. we just learned today what pickleball yeah. is. So <laughs> and maybe maybe we'll end up playing it at some point and making fools of ourselves more than likely. Yeah. And, and there's covered areas. And, and you know, obviously we're, we're we're in a little bit chilly weather, but it's not too bad out here. And, you know, one thing that when every that we table were has a, a heater at it or some kind of heat source. And and we were worried, you know, before we saw the place because this is this is fairly new. Yes. Um, is they parking. opened in January. And so parking is very reasonable here. Mm-hmm. There's a decent sized parking lot. Because I was like, oh crap, we're gonna. You know, we're going to be parking like three blocks away in somebody's front yard, and uh, it was really, really pretty nice. No, there's a, there's a good amount of parking here. Yeah. It's it's a really great spot, and it, and as as hopefully I, things I, start getting. I was getting... born and raised in Austin, and I obviously I had no idea this place existed. You were so. born and raised in Austin. I didn't know. That. I know, yeah, and and you <laughs> were not. <laughs> <laughs> every time, as we drive through this area, every time we drive through this area, I'll, I'll get oh down here on yeah. this road is this is where my aunt yeah, lived. Yeah, and... my aunt lived just like <laughs> like maybe well, and my own family lived just a few miles from here. Um, I mean, obviously, Austin is always growing, always evolving, and, and it's a it's an area that's a lot more accepting of, of new ideas and fresh ideas, and that's what kind of what we've got on the menu here at CM Smokehouse. Let let people know what you're doing here. That's not just brisket, rib, sausage, potato salad. So I don't serve potato salad. <laughs> that's how I'm doing potato salad. Um, so I've got. A lot of different like my menu has a lot of diversity from the sides like for the sides we basically we offer I guess let me start on appetizers yeah so that's right there are appetizers on this barbecue menu I was about yeah. to say that just that word alone is kind of <laughs> yeah yeah so for appetizers we do like uh, chips and queso which we fire which we roast the poblanos for the queso in the firebox like um, we do loaded loaded fries with brisket we do a pulled pork frito pie that has our beans on it um we do cauliflower baby back and chicken wings um so we basically smoke and then fry all of them so we smoke the baby back ribs whole as racks and then cut e- and then cool them down cut each rib separately flash fry them and toss them in wing sauce we do the same thing with cauliflower and chicken wings um love it (laughs) then we have burgers here right now we have three burgers on the menu we have a cm classic which is basically a double quarter pounder with cheese it's got two quarter pound patties american cheese pickles and dijonets on a brioche bun are the burgers smoked or just no they're not they're just flat top seared okay um and then for the for the next burger is a brisket blues burger is what I call it. So it's got it's a single quarter pound patty with a chunky blue cheese dressing, brisket jam, and fried onion and jalapeno strings. Brisket jam. Brisket jam, yes. So is it's it basically like, a bacon like jam? it's basically like bacon jam but with brisket. Yeah. So caramelized red onions, brown sugar, vinegar, a little bit of bourbon, and a bunch of brisket that's rendered and mixed into it so it's really good and then we'd also do a smokehouse burger which is a quarter pound patty cheddar cheese pulled pork fried pickles barbecue sauce on a brioche bun are you, are you grinding the meat uh yeah 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 so um so that's trim. a fresh yeah fresh trim so yeah i'm gonna have to come back on another day and get that brisket and blues and i know somebody that'll come with me yeah um, yeah um that sounds amazing and one from a business standpoint one thing that I, I think is really smart and we've talked about this with other businesses as well 
is there's there's also cost benefits to not just doing a straight barbecue menu. Absolutely. The, the yield Food on brisket on straight barbecue is insane. It, it is. Yeah. It's crazy. The yeah. profit margins are tiny. The yield on so much of your product sucks. You know, one brisket when you're serving it by the pound doesn't go to that many people. One brisket when you are chopping it into queso or putting into you know preparing yeah. it to different dishes is going to stretch a lot farther. Oh, absolutely. It's going to you know, cheese is expensive, it me, but it, it helps me, me make that 500 gallon smoker work. That's all I have is a 500 gallon smoker. So yeah, I mean it, it's an incredibly smart and efficient way to run a business because again, this you're is the not, restaurant you're business. Not turn, yeah, you're in you're in the barbecue business to make a profit. Right, and if you're not making a profit, what are we doing here? So it, so yes, that's those are smart things. And again, it. The, it's not hurting the customer because the customer is getting delicious food. Yeah, you know, so that's that's one of the things and, that we and try a variety. To, and I mean, a variety, yeah, yes, because you know, as you pointed out, in Austin, you can go down the street anywhere and get good brisket or good ribs or just good straight Central Texas style barbecue. Yeah. Here you can get great barbecue, but it's put it's prepared in a different way and, and put puts a good use to where you can get something that you're not going to get anywhere else, which is something that's always exciting for us. You know, these people that eat so much barbecue these days, it's it's refreshing to get anything prepared in a different way especially when it's when it's not just like we talked about before just thrown together there's thought to it there there's a reasoning behind it again roasting the poblanos in the firebox you're still getting that smoke and fire elements but it's it's presented in a different way and that's that's awesome and then so we offer some other sandwiches also that aren't burgers so we have just a regular chopped beef and pulled pork sandwich the chopped beef sandwich has like a spicy pickle relish on it that we make here uh, the pulled pork sandwich comes with our coleslaw on it, which I'll talk about in a second when we get to the sides. Um, and then we also do a brisket patty melt. So we do chopped brisket, and then we put it on the flat top to where it's like a little circle, and we put a bunch of caramelized onions and cheddar on top, so the bottom of the brisket kind of sears, almost like so you get like a patty bite almost. And then it's got caramelized onions and cheddar cheese, and then a barbecue sauce chipotle aioli. Good Lord. Yeah. On Texas toast. And I mean, that's probably. We have to put an explicit message on this. Episode. Yeah. That's probably my wow. favorite sandwich that we serve out of any of them. And then um, we do a uh, smoked turkey sandwich that we take the turkey breasts after they're smoked and cut it down into like almost chicken breast sizes. And then we batter it and fry it and toss it in buffalo sauce and put it with lettuce, pickles, and ranch dressing on a brioche bun. The, the fryer gets as much love as the smoker. Oh, absolutely. Smokehouse, which which is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. And the, fried the fryer has delicious. to be a love-hate relationship, though, with chefs. Well, it depends on who has to do the frying. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. who has to do the cleaning. Yeah, it's it's um, it's so useful, though. I mean, and obviously you can do it for so many different things. And, and, a, and a fryer will pick up, that grease will pick up the flavors of some of the other meats and other things that you're dropping in there. So it actually gets it kind of a unique... We have one last sandwich on the menu, on the regular menu, and that's the sausage and peppers sandwich. So it's a house-made pork and beef blend sausage um, that we we cut up, we slice up, and then uh, sear sear the slices on the flat top with caramelized onions and uh, bell peppers. And then we do like a nice whole grain mustard on a a sourdough Store-bought mustard, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. Of course not. No. There's not much that's store-bought. Like, we we try to make it all. I know I've seen some waffle fries on some trays yes. already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, so we do tacos also, and all of our tacos, for, for right now, I'm doing a couple tacos. I'm going to be, we're going to be adding another food truck here very soon that's going to be called Gringo Loco, and it's going to be all Tex-Mex-inspired barbecue. 
uh, or barbecue inspired Tex-Mex. I always say that backwards. <laughs> well, it's um, kind of the same yeah, either yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. for for right now, we've got uh, we just do chopped brisket and pulled pork tacos. All on Flores tortillas. They're the best tortillas you'll ever eat. Who's Flores? I don't know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Mike Wyant. Yes, yeah. Flores tortillas. Yep. Those beef fat tortillas. Yeah. Um, so we serve those two, and then we serve a taco party, which is one of each and comes with a side, um, which brings us into the sides. So we actually do two different kinds of waffle fries. We have regular Idaho potato waffle fries and then sweet potato waffle fries. Um, we do a ranch-style beans we do fried cauliflower, which is the same smoked cauliflower that we use for the wings. As we're breaking the florets, any of the small florets that fall off, we separate those to go in the side. And we just toss those with a little bit of lemon pepper after they're flash fried. Um, and then the coleslaw is the thing that I'm probably most proud of on this menu right now. And I know that sounds weird. That does sound but weird, but I'm intrigued to hear the about The coleslaw that. is awesome that we came up with for here. Um, it is red and green cabbage, radishes, and cilantro that's tossed in a fully emulsified vinaigrette. So it looks like a creamy coleslaw, but it is actually a vinegar-based coleslaw. And so it's tossed with a burnt shallot and honey vinaigrette that's also very acidic with a bunch of mustard in it to make it fully emulsified. Wow. It is awesome. That's what goes on the pulled pork sandwich and the pulled pork taco as well. With that mustard, it's, it's probably almost a little bit like a mustard sauce in there too. Kind of, yeah, vinegar, a little bit. Vinegar, but it's mustard, got, yeah. Yeah, and it's got enough lime juice and like vinegar to kind of offset the um, big amount of mustard. But I mean, mustard's pretty vinegary as it right. stands. So, so the worst thing about coming here is just deciding what to get. But, <laughs> but I mean, the, that, that's the great thing is going to keep people coming back because they know they can get something different each time they come and it's going to be delicious and unique and inventive. And yeah, I, I, I can't wait to figure out what the heck we're going to order this morning here. No, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what we're not going to order. Is there that's, dessert on the menu yet? No, not yet. Okay. Well, that's the, what, what are you doing? You're a slacker. You've been yeah. open a whole week and you only have. I like haven't even been open a week. Today's day five. Day five. I'm open <laughs> seven. Wow. Oh, yes. That's, we, we, yeah, seven, we have to point that out because that's week, insane and awesome. And, yeah. and dinner and lunch. Lunch and dinner. So yeah. it's, it's 11 a.m. So until. We're open Sunday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 11 a.m. to midnight. That, so you have no excuse, literally. No yeah, matter, yeah. No matter who you work for, where you work. Yeah, I don't want to hear I couldn't get there because they're open more than pretty much any barbecue joint that I've ever heard of, uh, other than like the 24/7 Sunny Ryan's in Dallas. <laughs> but, but that's uh, that's pretty incredible. You can come here day or night, pretty much any day of the week, and get. And you could come here seven days, get something different every day. You can, yeah. you can, and and yeah. shoot, I'm coming to Austin a lot for work right now, so. But I mean, dangerous. there's like, there's four specials on the menu today too. So there's always, like, I like to keep my menus kind of small and then do a bunch of this specials. This is small. <laughs> kind of small, yeah. <laughs> this is small compared to what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, and the fact that you're doing this out of a truck too is, is incredibly impressive because it's tight quarters, not, not a whole lot of room to move in a truck and, and you're producing a, a really wide and varying menu. And that's uh that's pretty badass. So speaking of trucks, let's talk about the, the pit real quick. Um, so you got a 500 gallon. I have a 500 gallon. Um, it was the pit that we used back in the food truck days, I guess. Um, it was built by Reed, the trailer and everything. So 
it's awesome. Nice I love that smoker. Oh, and it's great to start with a smoker that you're already used to cooking yeah, on absolutely. too. You know, I mean, obviously, most people when they start <coughs> start a new business, they have to get new pits and dial them in and learn how you know the, the, the inner workings of them. And yeah. you probably already knew this one like the back of your hand. Before oh yeah, you, I love that you know. pit. So so yes, here we go. Seven days a week, lunch through dinner, through late dinner, midnight snack, whatever you want to call it on the weekends. Um, you have plenty of chances to get out to see him smokehouse. Again, it's uh, fully outdoor, plenty of space, plenty of seating. Phenomenal day today. Yeah, no, Just it's, it's day gorgeous day out here today. Um, and you can also order everything from the table, too. If you look next to you, there is a QR code on the table that opens up an app, and you can order your food and your drinks from the food truck and the bar, which are separate places, and then they converge at the table, and everything gets run straight to your table. Nice. Good lord, this is like the most efficient is, system I've the ever future. heard. Of. Right. Yeah. Like this is awesome. No, I'm I'm extremely looking forward to seeing how how this place grows because again, this is what you're doing on day five. You know, to come back here. Yeah, we we I mean we knew that's why we got here so quick. Right. I mean we we know you. We've had your food. Um, we've seen the pictures. We've already heard the feedback. So we rushed down here. Um, in light of everything else that's going on in the crazy world, um, we're super excited to eat. But get down here, see them smokehouse. You you are on Instagram. I am. I'm on Instagram. I, I haven't made a Facebook for it yet. I just have an Instagram for CM Smokehouse so far. Okay. And, and it is at CM. It's at CM Smokehouse. Dash Smokehouse. Okay. So or C- underscore. CM, CM underscore, underscore Smokehouse. And we'll put yeah. the link in our episode. Description yeah. We'll have to put the link. You need. You guys need to get out here. Check it out. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be the place that a lot of people are talking about for good reason. Um, the food looks phenomenal. The track record speaks for itself. And. Thank you for being our first interview in 10 months. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been wanting to sit down and talk with you for a while. We actually had plans to sit down and talk with you at guests right before the pandemic hit. And, yeah. And, of course, that threw a kink into everyone's life. But uh, but here we are. Hopefully, better days are ahead in 2021 and all that fun stuff. But uh, come out here, eat, and we will talk with you next time. Help.